And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Today, I want to talk on the topic, Empowered to be Successful. Can you say Empowered to be Successful? Yes, hallelujah. Now, last week, we left off speaking on the importance of the blessing. And if you can recall from scripture, we stated that the blessing, amen, the blessing was a public declaration of a favored status with God. Let me say that again. We said from scripture, I'm going to show you the example. It was a public declaration of a favored status with God. It endowed power for prosperity and success. The blessing, let me reiterate. We declare from scripture. I'm going to use scripture to support my point. We said it was a public declaration of a favored status with God. How many of you know the Bible says you are highly favored? It's not only Mary that was highly favored. Amen? We are highly favored. It was also, we said, it also empowered, uh, it endowed power for prosperity and success. And I'm referring to material things. Can you say material things? Amen. Let me say, this is not the prosperity gospel. We are communicating. We are talking about what God did for his people and what he did for us. And we should not be afraid and ashamed to claim what God did for us. Amen. If God says it, if he says I can have it, then I will have it. Amen. He said ask and he didn't put a limitation on our asking. Is that okay? That's what the Bible says. He said, uh, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find. And for those of you who say, I've asked, I didn't receive, I sought, I didn't find. Verse 8, Matthew 7 says, for everyone who asks, receives. And I choose to believe God. Amen. And everyone who seeks, finds. And those who keep knocking, wouldn't, wouldn't stop, wouldn't get weary. The Bible says, a door will open somewhere. Somehow, because it's God's word. Are you with me, saints? That's what God's word says. So you and I should not break down in the process and claim we didn't receive. Let me ask you, have you delighted yourself in the Lord? Because the Bible says, as you delight yourself in the Lord, he will do what? Give you the desires of, of your heart. And he's not saying he's going to give you anything, everything that you want. How do you, the prerequisite, let me say it again, the prerequisite for God's giving you the desires of your heart is you and I must do what? Delight ourselves in the Lord. Amen. We cannot overlook the prerequisite. And so what does delight mean? Delight means you take time to spend, you take time off to spend with the Lord. And as you spend time with the Lord, he begins to put his desires in your heart. <laughs> Amen. The Bible says, iron sharpens iron. So does the friend sharpen the countenance. Are you with me? So God's iron is going to sharpen you up and you're going to look, look just like him. Want the things he wants. Desires the thing he desires. And then brothers and sisters, amen, they will appear. They will show up. Praise God. Because whatever you ask and require is going to be based on God's word. Is that okay? I mean, we have to understand and don't let anybody tell you you shouldn't ask or this is a prosperity gospel. It is not. This is a biblically correct, a biblically correct gospel. 
Amen. So, so why is the why is the uh, is the the blessing a public declaration of favor with with God, and why did it endow power for prosperity and success? Here is why. Here is why. Because the earth was cursed due to Adam and Eve's disobedience. You remember we said that. From the onset, God cursed the earth, the environment was cursed, and it became very difficult for human beings to earn a living. That is why whenever you see God meets, whenever God introduces himself to somebody, the very first thing he says is, I bless you. I bless you. Amen. I'm declaring favor over you. And I am empowering you for success because the environment you're going to live in is cursed. Mm-hmm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Very important. We need to understand that. So as we make our way through this life, we won't be complaining. We'll say, I got the blessing. Amen. I got something for this environment. No, I got the neutralizing cure. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, when you understand that, then you start speaking different. Mm-hmm. You begin to take your authority. Amen. God gave me the blessing. I can make my way through this life. Hallelujah. But since what I'm, you, we need to understand these things. Amen. So when we encounter these rough patches, we can say something. We can do what? Say something. You know, you can talk to your situation and change your situation. Well, yeah, yes, yes. Because you have the blessing. Amen. Tell your neighbor it's, it's too late to remain quiet. Yeah, yeah. It's too late. Yeah, you got to open up your mouth and say some things. Amen. You got to talk to your body, talk to your situations, talk to your circumstance. Amen. Talk to your friend, talk to your vehicle. Glory be to God. You got to talk to inanimate subject, objects. They listen, they hear. Well, well. <laughs> you got to talk to what? Inanimate objects. Everything has ears. I'm not sure if you know, I'm not sure if you heard the story of um, R.W. Shambach. I grew up on him. He was a, a, a hardcore Pentecostal. Amen. R.W. Shambach said he was an evangelist. He said he, he was on his way to, um, to minister. It was cold and, and right in the middle of the snow, his vehicle stopped. Only one thing was looming on sight, death. It's cold. Nobody's around. And the thought came to him, why don't you open the, um, the hood? And talk to the engine. And he said, you know, it's not a bad thought. But I've never done it before. And he delayed. It's getting colder. The thought came back again. Why don't you open the hood? So he said, let me just obey God. He opened the hood and said, in the name of Jesus, whatever the problem is, be fixed. He went back in his vehicle. Start right away. Start right away. Now, now you may be listening and saying, well, look, that's up to you if you don't want to believe God. Amen? Many of us Christians, we've tried God, and that's why we failed over and over again. It's time you stop trying God and start believing God. Yes, for those of you who are so, some Christians are so cynical and laden and burdened with failures because they've tried God all these years. The devil is a liar. You don't try God. You humble yourself and believe God. That's what you do. Amen. Listen to me. God is large and in charge. One day everyone is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess. Are you with me? This, the Bible works. And it hurts when you come across Christians and you find out this is not final authority. 
It, everywhere since most have most places this is not we talk about the bible but the bible is not final authority listen to me you've got the blessing we have the blessing to make our way prosperous and i'm not talking about money only your health good health is prosperity good health is prosperity Anyhow, amen. Something was done to this earth, and it's not yielding its full increase like it did before the curse. Before the curse, all Adam had to do is stretch forth and pick his fruit. After the curse, he has to eat by the sweat of his brow. Something changed. <laughs> Something changed, and that's why from then God began to say. Blessed shall thou be. Blessed shall thou be. And we, the 21st Christians, got so smart. We forget about it. The ancient, the Old Testament Christians believed in it. Even unbelievers believed in the blessing. Balak, who was the, 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 uh, the prince of Moab. Israel was on their way to the promised land. They left um, uh, uh, Jericho on their way to the promised land and so they skirted Moab on the way to the promised land well when Balak saw them he got threatened and Balak said I'm going to call Balaam a prophet to curse Israel how is he going to curse Israel he's going to say something an unbeliever believed and you have Christians today talking about well I'm not sure listen to me you better be sure An unbelieving king. And he told, he said to Balaam, I know whatever you curse is cursed. And whatever you blessed is blessed. So come curse Israel for me. Come say something. Because you see what happens, listen to me, listen. What happens is, what happens is, what we see happening to us here on the earth is as a result of what happened first in the spirit realm. <laughs> Yeah, you see, that's what's going on. You see, we ignore our vertical relationship. Listen, listen to me. Most of, Elder Brenda, this is where I was thinking this week. And this week I was, I was at a conference and right here in Tallahassee. And a friend, not a friend, one of the attendees came and said, man, I just wrote a book in 20 days. In 20, he said, I buckled down. I, and then, and, the, and I said, man, Lord, you better help a brother finish Elvis book and the Holy Ghost tell me well only for brother starts <laughs> yeah <laughs> you get here I, I said okay thank you Lord I got the idea yeah, yeah only for brother starts then praise the Lord proper adventure I'll take my super place on his natural so he can move supernaturally Yes, in 20 days. And here am I talking about. And I said, okay, I know exactly what I got to do. Yes. Yeah, I got to put some time aside. And finish this thing. Amen. And then I began thinking, you know, many of us are where we are because of an accumulation of not doing things, the right things. For over a period of time. And listen to me, when you ignore doing the right thing over a period of time, it interferes with your future because your arrival is delayed you know people are waiting on us you know people are waiting on you 
There are people you and I were designed to help and deliver spiritually, financially, emotionally. But because we haven't, well, we neglect to do the right things. They are still in bondage. You know, Israel stayed in bondage another 30 years because Moses messed up. You know that, right? God said they're going to stay in Egypt 400 years. That was the word of the Lord. How many of you know that was the word of the Lord? God said, you're going down to Egypt. And you stay there 400 years. And hoping Moses will behave himself. Because this is the man God choose, chose to deliver Israel. Moses messed up, stayed in the desert an additional 30 years. 30 years. And these people went through issues and ill treatment and injustice for an additional 30 years. The very same thing is happening. <laughs> Can you say thank God for the blessing? Yeah, thank God for the blessing. So, so, as I said, the reason why God gave the blessing was to subdue the effect of the curse. When God arraigned Adam and Eve and charged them, you remembered? He said to, this is what he said to, I'm going, uh, just, just bear with me, I'm, I'm, re I'm reviewing, because I was asked questions, amen? So I want to ensure I deal with this properly so the, the questions could be addressed. When God arraigned Adam and Eve, he said to Adam, he said to Adam, because you love your wife so much, Genesis chapter 3 verse 17, he said, your love for your wife has allowed you to hearken to her voice, and has and 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 um and because because of what I told you, if God gives you listen to me since if God gives you a command, and your sweet spouse, husband or wife, tells you otherwise, tell him, honey, because I love you, I got to obey God. Amen. Not because I it shouldn't be because I love you, I'm going to disobey God. <laughs> because I'm, I have to I have to disagree with you and fight for us by obeying God. Amen. So that's what Adam should tell Eve. Amen. Praise the Lord. And that's what we should do. Say, honey, hubby, praise the Lord. I thank God for you. You, were a you came from God, but I tell you, I'd rather obey God than men. <laughs> All right. And so he said to her, and he said to her, which I command you not to eat. Verse 17. Uh, Genesis 3 he said thou shall not eat of it he said cursed is the ground for thy sake my God and sorrow shall thou eat of it all the days of your life verse 18 says notice what he's cursed in the ground the environment he said thorns and also thistles shall it bring forth to you how many of you understand what God is doing here and how many of you you feel you feel the injustice and so-called harassment just plowing through this life. You can feel it. But you have help. You can call in the blessing saints. In those days of when you're aware, you call in the blessing. I got, I got a reservoir of power somewhere I can tap into. Mm. Oh, glory be to God. He said, the ground is cursed for your sake. Sorrow shall thou eat. In sorrow shall thou eat of it. All that is of your life. Verse 18. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to you. And you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face shall you eat bread. Till you return unto the ground. Here's why. For out of it you came and for dust thou art. And unto thus you shall return. I had somebody say to me, well, pastor, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I don't sweat. I, I work in the office and... Uh, 
praise God and it's nice and yes the kind of questions and so on because you see this is not final authority and so while they were speaking I said God can you help me God told me to tell them for dust you are and dust you shall return Amen. I said you deal with that yeah yeah you may not be I said well he is talking to Adam because Adam is a farmer so in context, he's saying, now, you are, you are not just going to stretch off and take an apple. No, you're going to work for it. You're going to sweat. So that's what God is talking about. It's amazing how we look at the Bible and try to come up with our own interpretation. I'm working in here. Yeah, good for you. But you will not escape your expiration date. For it's appointed unto man once to die. <laughs> and so he arraigned them both. He told, uh, he told Eve, I will greatly multiply your sorrow by throughout conception. Is that still happening? I asked last week. Are women still bringing forth with a lot of pain? Are we still working hard? Do you feel the hot sun on your back? Mr. Prophet, do you feel the hot sun on your back when you're, when you're working? <laughs> don't you feel tired yeah you feel the body broke breaking down <laughs> hallelujah but but you see we are we are still experiencing what god placed in motion and he hasn't reversed it and that is why he said man i'm going to give my children the blessing because of what i did i have to create a path for them amen oh hallelujah so we thank god for the blessing he said he said in sorrow you shall bring thou shall bring forth children and that is still happening i saw my wife brought ej in sorrow i almost fainted Amen. And I thank God I was a man. Bless God. Hallelujah. I almost did a backflip in the hospital room. <laughs> Glory be to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> and then he said, your desire shall be to your husband and he shall rule over you. Now, this is what's going on since here. I, I want you to keep that in mind. We are still seeing that happening today. And when he say your desire shall be for your husband, God is just giving us knowledge, information. He's arming us with information to tell us there's going to be friction because of the sin. But friction shouldn't overthrow your relationship. You know what I'm saying? He's just ominous and saying, because when sin is introduced, sin has a way of messing up a good thing. Yeah. And that's what he said. He said, sin was introduced now. What's going to happen? There's going to be friction in the relationship. But I'm telling you in advance, so now you know you'll be able to navigate through the marital unity. Amen. That's what he's saying. Are you with me? He's not saying it has any power over you. He's just warning us. So you'll know where it's coming from. And then you'll be able to address it. Is that all right? Isn't that a wonderful God? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so, so as I said, note, uh, note he, he did not, uh, this, this, what, what do I have here? Yeah, he did not curse the individual, he cursed the environment. Amen. I want you to keep that in mind. God never cursed any human being, but rather the environment, not humans. The environment in which human exists became full of corruption. How many of you agree that you, you've seen corruption on this earth? Yeah. yeah. And injustice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the time. 
and the earth functioned as a source of utter frustration for humanity. How many of you sometimes you just get frustrated? It's all because of what happened. I, I, I'm, I'm convinced that in heaven, the, uh, you know, there, there's a couple that's going to have 24-hour security. Or else somebody's going to jump them. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Adam and Eve. For what they did to us. 24-hour security. Are you with me? Oh, oh here he is. Here he is. <laughs> These people mess up the entire human race. Like Abraham, sorry, like Jacob did the Middle East. Yes. Since what I'm saying, our actions, they have lasting effect. That's why you got to be very careful what you do. Because whatever you do, you put something into motion that can affect humanity. But the, and that is why God gave us the power to correct these things. The, the blessing to correct these things. By the way, that was a joke. Amen about heaven. Amen. Amen. For some of you looking, saying, well, look, look, look. That was a joke. <laughs> but sometimes when you sit down and you realize what you got to go through, you say, it, didn't, it shouldn't be like that. It could have been better. Mm? Praise God. Listen to what Isaiah said about the earth. Isaiah 24, 5 and 6. Isaiah chapter 24, 5 and 6. Since I promised I wouldn't be long. You got verse 5, Isaiah 24. The, the earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof. Because they have transgressed the laws. Changed the ordinance. Broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore, hath what? The curse devoured the earth. This is what the Holy Ghost is writing through Isaiah. And they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore, the inhabitants of the earth are burned and few men left. Talking about the effects of sin. And so the blessing was what's needed to subdue that effect. It's no wonder, amen, that the very first thing God did whenever he encountered a human being, he said, he says, bless. As you can see, can you go to Genesis chapter 9, verse 1? And God blessed Noah and his sons. That's the very first thing God did. What did God did? He blessed Noah and his sons. Genesis chapter 9, verse 1. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. And he told Abraham, and I'll make you a great nation, and I will bless. You see the word coming up again? I think I'm moving too fast. Genesis chapter 2, sorry, Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. So we see in Genesis 9, 1, God told Noah and his sons, he blessed them. And what he said? He said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Sorry, stay right here. Amen. He blessed them and he said something. I'm on Genesis 9, 1. That's Genesis 2. I'll get to that in a while. Genesis 9, 1. What did God, what the Bible says? He blessed Noah and his sons and he said, be fruitful and multiply. So when you bless, you say something. Since I'm just trying to get us up to speed, are you with me? You got to say some things. You bless your house. You bless your vehicle. Amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, bless God. That's what you do. Amen. Genesis 12, 2, and God bless, sorry, and I will make thee a great nation and bless you and make your name what? Great. great and you shall be what a blessing god has to do that because of the environment 
And I told you that Balak and Balaam, in, 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 you, you know, Balak tried to curse Israel, but he blessed Israel. And he told, sorry, Balaam tried to curse Israel because uh, Balak contacted Balaam and he said, I want you to come. And he said, I'm not coming because these are God's people. And then Balak said, uh, well, I'll tell you what, I'll increase the offer. I'll make the check bigger. <laughs> Amen. You get what I'm saying? The Bible says that Balak is smart. He agrees with God. The Bible says money answers all things. All things. Yes, what did the Bible say? And if you hear any Christian telling you otherwise, don't believe them. Because Jesus said, the Bible is final. If the Bible says money answers all things, what business have you telling people no? That is the word, and you just bow. If you, do not have, if you don't have the revelation of what the word says, just be quiet until you get the revelation. But the Bible tells you, just like America runs on Duncan, so too everything under the sun runs on money. And all you have to do now is just agree with God and say, God, give me revelation knowledge of what you are saying. And you can see it, people have left town for a bigger check. People move the entire family across the world for a bigger check. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you, some of you are so quiet, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. They keep saying, well, the grass is greener on the other side. I just hope that the grass is not over. <laughs> I hope the grass that's greener is not over a what? A septic tank. <laughs> Because you know, grass above septic tank is the best type of grass. Best looking type of grass. Well, let me move right along there. <laughs> but how did I get there? Try to get, try, can you help me get back, Pastor Webb? Pastor Webb's a yo-yo. Thank you. Thank you. So, so Balaam, Balak is smart. He's, he's in the Bible. He increased the check. And this is what Balaam said to Balak. He said, I cannot curse what God has blessed. And I cannot bless what God has cursed. Unbelievers believed in it. And we have Christians today talking against it. That's what breaks my heart. And all we have to do is go back in the word and listen to me. That is why you and I, it, it, it is so uncomfortable. The devil doesn't want us to do that. That is why we feel so uncomfortable talking to things, talking to a situation. We look to see who's around. Listen to me. If you have to do all that, it won't work. You, you haven't bought into it as yet. You, you, you're still proud. You think you still have something to lose. God said, if you lose your life. <laughs> then power will flow. Yeah, you got something to hang on to. You got some reputation to hang on to. You got some people you respect. Forget it. But when you lose your life, when you lose what the, the respect you have for people, I'm not saying don't respect people. But if you cannot proclaim the name of Jesus and do what God's word says in the presence of people, it's not going to work for you. Amen. You haven't lost, you haven't humbled yourself. And even you yourself, hearing yourself. Minister Dean, I remember the very first time I started talking years ago, it sounded strange. 
You know, it's time, it's training. Not my mother. She would be talking to everything. She, every, everything that moves in the house, Pastor Webb. She talks, <laughs> I've never seen that. Everything that moves. Because she understands everything. This earthly world, this earth has a, has a, has a mother world. And it's the spirit realm. Do you know the Bible says that through faith, can you go to Hebrews 11, verse 3? I need you to see this right here. Hebrews 11, verse 3. Powerful scripture. Change my life. It'll change your life. Amen? Can you go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3? Here it is. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Here it comes. So that things which are seen were not made of things which what? Whoa. The things which are seen, the earth, the trees, the sea, was not made from water. The earth was not made from earth. You know, man has to start somewhere. There was a guy who claims he could, he could uh, a scientist claim he could, um, it's just a joke, amen? Sometimes you have to clarify yourself because people are always looking to misrepresent what you say. So can I say it's a joke? It's a joke. It's a joke, praise God. So he said, yeah, I can make human beings, I can make an earth. He said, not only God, so they, he, well, he said, God, let's go, I'll show you. So they went down to the beach and he scooped up some sand and God said, that's mine, put it down. <laughs> Let me see you do something out of nothing. God said, this is my sand, put it down. And let me see you, if you think you can make things out of nothing. Oh, isn't that a wonderful God? Because this world has a parent world that's the spirit realm. And saints, if we can just tap into that power through the blessing, it's amazing how life will change for us. Amen. I want you to keep in mind that you and I, we have the blessing, we have access. So don't look at the situations around you all the time. You can change the situation. Yesterday, I was, I was exercising before I, I started studying. And all of a sudden, thoughts, just all of a sudden, just an attack of thoughts. And to the point where my head was hurting me. And sometimes, sometimes you don't realize that you take a thought. That's why the Bible says, take no thought saying. So I took a thought and my head began hurting. And I said, where's that headache coming from? And the Holy Ghost said to me, son, you took a thought. Right in the gym. It doesn't, I said, in the name of Jesus. I was about to do some squats. I put down these 245 pounders. Amen. And it doesn't matter who was there. I took off my, I said, in the name of, I see folks watching. I didn't give a rip. And all, and all, it went just like that. Just my, the tension cleared and my head became clear. I said, whoo, thank God for the blessing. Thank God. Now some of you would watch to see, well, let me go in the, at, the, at the back. Look, I, look, I am I'm in this for real. Okay? I'm in this, I have failed enough. I'm not interested in failing anymore. <laughs> what I'm saying, to, what I'm telling you, it works. Amen? The blessing was God has given us something to level the playing field. But it, it, it's released by us speaking. Let me show you. Let me end with what I started last week. You remember Jabez? Yes. Jabez prayed. Jabez, First uh, Chronicles chapter 4, I think. Can you go to First Chronicles chapter 4? Hallelujah. First Chronicles chapter 4. And let's look at verse 9 and 10. Amen. This is a, a man who was struggling. Things were not going right for him. Let, 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 let me... 
we have to be so careful. It says here, and Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called his name Jabez. Why? Because I bear him in sorrow. Now, why would you name your child sorrow? Because you bear him in sorrow. Because back then, and even now, let me share something with you about names. Your nature is tied into a name. That's why the people from the Middle East name their children the way they name them. I have a, um, I have, um, a brother. He was, um, he was converted to uh, Islam. And they changed his name. And his name was meant Mighty Warrior. Yes. That's why they, they change people's name because they know that your nature, who you are, is tied into your name and you're going to live out your name. That's right. So they change it. It is a law. All right then. You remember the story I gave you of the guy, the lady who said to me she changed her son's name to Michael and his life and his grades, everything changed. Because it doesn't, hear me, that's why God says in, in Psalms 138 verse 2, he said, I have magnified my name above, above sorry, my word above all my name. That's what the Bible says. He's done what? His word above all his name. All his name. He, 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 there is, your name is tied into who you are. You cannot go above. What I'm saying is you cannot, because your name and your nature is tied into, because who you are, your nature is tied into your name, God couldn't go any higher than his name. And he was showing how important his word is. If his name is a tide, if his nature is tied into his name, and which is the highest you could ever go, then he's saying, if he said his word is magnified above it, then the importance is placing on that is very is, 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 is important, if I can say that, sorry. Are you getting what I'm saying? He's trying to show us how important this is, and he said his name, which is the highest you could ever go. Amen. This is above his name. She named her son Sorrow. And the guy has been living a very sorrowful life. Can I tell you what she did? She cursed the boy. And it doesn't matter what he did. It did not work. Everything Jabez did, he failed. And it became apparent to him, hey, something is wrong here. Mommy did me something. I got to correct it. What, what, what I got to do? I got to correct it. I remembered um, uh, 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 when you see in the Bible, fathers are blessing sons and mothers are doing the very same thing. And one individual tried to get their parents to bless them. And the parent wouldn't. The parents start saying, well, well, you know, I know you. You're not going to bless. She said, no, 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 no. I ask you to bless me. If you cannot do that, I'm sorry. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm talking too fast. This is what I'm saying. If you go to your parents to bless you and they start talking about what they think you're going to be, you take it back and say, no. Are you getting me? You have no power over my life until I give it to you. Well, some of you are looking at me. Look, look, are you getting what I'm saying? If they cannot bless you, tell them, you see this circumference, you see this circle right here? I stand in this circle and I'm responsible for what's happening in this circle, not you. I thank God for your contribution. But if you cannot bless me, I don't need you to speak over my life. Amen. Some of you looking at me like, well, spirits. Listen to me. I'm talking about you being an adult responsible for your life. Amen. The lady cursed the boy. And then he realized it. And verse 10, he prayed. He said in verse 10, what he said? He said, 
And Jabez called on the Lord of Israel saying, Oh, that thou would what? Bless me indeed. For real. Not just play, play or talk, talk. I did my circumstances and my environment changed. And he said, enlarge my coast. God, I don't need a little double, do you? I need a lot. A little double won't do me. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, sometimes you're very polite and very kind in asking, you know. Amen. No, no, Jabez said, oh, I've been in sorrow for a long time. And I want to be out for real. And he said, and enlarge my coast that your hand might be with me. He said, bless me so much you can protect me from the blessing. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. And the Bible said, what did God do? And God granted him that which he what? Requested. God knew what he was saying. He said, I need the blessing to break that curse. That was spoken over my life. When mommy named me Jabez, she, she was thinking about her pain, not my pain. And some parents just cannot bless their children. They have to say, well, you know, I know you would always be the bad one. No, 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 no. You take that, uh, to take that to the grave with you. Well, some of you looking at me, well, I'm not advocating fighting your parents. What I'm telling you, some things they may say over you is not correct. It doesn't matter what they see. You know, some of them are favoritism. Well, let me move on here. Let me move on here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So even Jabez recognized that. That there is a way to change this situation around. There is a way to change this sorrow. And some of us are in sorrow. Some of us are in sorrow. And we have a cure. Oh, that thou would bless me indeed. Bless yourself. Tell yourself what's going to happen. And then when you speak it, you go to work. You ask God to show me. Give me a way so I, what you promised me can manifest in my life. Amen. I just don't ask you to bless me and then go sleep. The devil is a liar. It's time to work. First Corinthians 3, 9 states that we are laborers together with Christ. We are laborers together. Co-laborers. God is not the one doing all the work. Well, praise the Lord. And I'm going to bring it to a close with this, with this writer. Since I, you know, God's word is so beautiful, so wonderful. Amen. It's a blessing when you see that God start to show you where you are and what you can do to get yourself out of that situation. Hear me, hear me, hear me, saints. Hear me. One of these days, everything you're going through on this earth, it'll be over. In heaven, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. All the fighting and the disagreement and the quarrel and, and so on. That's going to be over. All the injustice that we go through here with this. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is going to be over. And God gave us the blessing to correct some of that stuff. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I told you last week that David had conquered the Philistines. And for 100 years, the Ark of the Covenant was not in Israel. It was in a guy's house. In a guy's house, he was a Philistine. His name was Aminadab. God didn't tell us how Aminadab's house was blessed. But he told us how Obed-Edom 
Obedidom's life was blessed. Obedidom was the guy whom, who rescued the ark. You remember David came for the ark? We spoke about it last week. And they placed the ark on a new court. Hey, that's so he think. He didn't do his research. They were on their way to Jerusalem. And they went into a rough patch. And the cart on the two new oxen was about to fall. And Uzzah, U-Z-Z-A-H, stretched to help prevent the ark from falling. And instantaneously he died. For God, for God afraid, oh, I, don't, I don't want this around me. And, and, and Obedidom said, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> Obedidom said, I'll take the, pre- the ark, the presence of God. Oh, yeah, put it in my house, please. I have a special room for the presence of God. And the Bible told us in three months, in three months, oh, God blessed Obed-Edom. What did God do? But how did God bless Obed-Edom? We have to see what God did. I'm going to give you an overview. At the time that was written, Obed-Edom, I'll read it in a while, Obed-Edom had 62 men. He had eight sons, and his eight sons had grandchildren. He had 62 men in his house, besides women and children. His wife became so fertile. I'm talking about blessing indeed. Are you with me? Blessing what? Indeed. Now all Obed-Edom um, children worked in church. They were all gatekeepers. You remember the, in, the, the, the ark, the, the tabernacle was rectangular. The tabernacle. It had, the tabernacle had, uh, there were, there were, um, there were gates to access the tabernacle. And the tribes, they, 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 uh, they were required to place their tent on the fourth. The Levites, sorry, remember the Levites. They, they placed their tents around in the immediate vicinity of the, uh, of the tabernacle. And then the Israelites, by tribe, amen, they, they camped around the tabernacle by tribe as directed by God. Well, to get to the Levites and to the tent, you had gatekeepers. And the gatekeepers, all of the 62 men, they were all gatekeepers. The Bible called them mighty men of valor. So when the Bible tells you God bless Obed-Edom, it wasn't with more kindness. It wasn't with more love. It wasn't with more compassion. One of the areas, yes, one of the areas God blessed him was his family became fruitful. I know of a lady, I know of a lady who had a very bad case of fibroids. How is it? Fibroids? Very bad case of fibroids. And she, she, um, she, she went ahead and she began to read the Bible and she, she, she came across the blessing. Say so again, it's a blessing. blessing. She came across the blessing. And, um, and you know, I hesitated to give that testimony. Are you with me? Because some, because you know, a lot of our females nowadays, they suffer from, from the same issue. Amen? Hmm? And so sometimes you don't want to give these testimonies because you, people feel, well, you know, they, they, is God nicer to them than to me? You, you see, sometimes, you, you know, I'm just, let me, hear, let me share with you. As a pastor, the kind of emails you get, let me tell you, sometimes you don't even want to say everything you have to. Okay, I'm just telling with you, the kind of emails you get, the letters you get. Praise God. So, so I just, I'm going to give that testimony. So she found out about the blessing. And what she did was she took a gift. 
You know the Bible says your gift will make room for you. Yes. And God did tell the Israelites at a certain time of the year, don't come before me with, with uh, don't come to me with empty-handed. Bring an offering to me. So she found that out in the Bible. She's been talking to the Lord. And do you know that lady, that lady got herself a gift. I know what gift. She got herself, I'll tell you what she did. She got herself, she got herself a wonderful pair of shoe for her preacher. I'm not, ask, I'm not asking you to buy me shoes. <laughs> for that matter, the kind of shoes I wear, I'm very funny with my shoes I wear. Amen? So, she got him the best pair of shoes she can get. She collected the money. And she said, God said, do not come before me empty-handed. And she said, Lord, I got a bad case of fibers. And she went to him and she said, man of God, can you please lay your hands on me? I got this particular issue. And God said, don't come before him without a gift. I'm coming. This man took the gift. There wasn't any loud chatter. He didn't say, in the name of and started sweating. No, he didn't do that. He just said, it's according to your faith. If you believe it, I'm going to agree with you. Nobody was there. He laid hands on the woman. In an hour, she started bleeding. In one hour, bled for a day. Got pregnant the next week. Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. You know how I know? That lady was my mother. So I am, um, I know what I'm talking about. I've seen it worked in my life. I know people in whose life it's worked. I'm just telling you, brothers and sisters, the blessing works. Don't get too smart. Like the 21st Christian, uh, 21st century Christians. We are, we, just, we are just too smart for God. God is still simple, but powerful. God doesn't complicate things. We are the ones who complicate things. And so the Bible says, Obed-Edom, the Bible called them three times. Let me show you three times. I'll just read this and I'll bring it to an end. Amen. Somebody, and then what I'm going to do, saints, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a confession. Amen. It's not long, very, very short. So when you say, the Lord bless me, you'll know exactly what you're talking about. Come on, iPad said it won't be available for one minute, but that's okay. I think it's in uh, I think it's in First Chronicles. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 24. I think. Is it First Chronicles 24, verses 6 to uh, 4 to 8? I think. I think. I'm not sure. I think I entered the password a couple times wrong, and it says it's it's anyhow. I show it's is it first chronicles or second chronicles? Verse, uh, chapter 24, I think. <laughs> chapter 24, verse 4. I think that's where it is. I... Can you go to verse, um, it, it's talking about, uh, uh, it's talking about uh, the sons of Edom. The sons of Edom. 16, is it 16? Anyhow, it's around, I know it's around there, and it, it tells you, it tells you of the eight sons. I'm sorry, since I just happened to, you got it? Thank you so much. Amen. First Chronicles chapter, 
Is it First Chronicles? Yes. 26. First Chronicles chapter 26, verse 4 to 8. Sorry. First Chronicles chapter 26. You got it? Verse 4. Moreover, the sons of Obed-Edom. Now, Obed-Edom, he was a descendant of Esau. Amen? You remember Esau? Jacob's son. Amen? He was Jacob's elder brother. And they called Jacob the hill catcher. So he was his, so Obed-Edom is a descendant of Esau. He's the one who rescued the ark. And the Bible says, moreover, the sons of Obed-Edom were Shemaiah, firstborn. Jehozabad, second son. Joah, third son. Sakar, fourth son. Nathaniel, fifth son. Amiel, sixth. Issachar, seventh. Uh, P.L. Uh, Thai, I think. U.L. U.L. Thai, because I was told the peace silent. That was the eighth son. Verse 6 says, and sh now he's going to give you Shimei's son, which is Obed-Edom's grandson. Mm -hmm. He said his sons were sons born. That's Obed-Edom's grandsons. That rule, the word rule here means govern through the house of their fathers. All the grandsons work in the house of the Lord. And the Bible called them what? Mighty men of valor. They were not ordinary men gifted above the other men a mighty men of valor means they were powerful powerful warriors they were strong wealthy they moved like an army nobody played with Obed-Edom he had an army of an army and, uh, 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 and uh, verse, um, verse 7 tells us the sons of Shemai his grandsons Othnai Raphael Obed Elzabad they were all Strong men. That's another word for mighty men of valor. Three times we are told that there were strong men. Verse 8 says, all these of the sons of Obed-Edom, they and their sons and their brethren, able, here it comes again, abled men, mighty men of valor, strong men, abled men for strength, for the service, were three score and two of obed Edom, Th three score and two is how much? 62. 62 men, sons and grandsons. God blessed him because he rescued the ark. And God blessed him tangibly. You could see it. That's why Jabez prayed, bless me indeed. Bless me for real. Let people see it's a blessing from God. Since that's the kind of prayer we should pray. Bless me so people could see. Only God could do that. Let God, can you show them that the blessing is still operational in my life? Folks will look at me and say, it cannot be you. It's God, you've got to be empowered from on high. Can somebody believe God for the blessing? To manifest in their life. Unprecedented favor. Where others failed, you succeeded. Oh God, I give you praise. Because God has take the, taken his super and placed on your natural. Supernatural intelligence. You can stay in your room and make your way. Glory be to God. You can write this individual's name who's giving you problems. Uh-huh. And come to the house of God and take it to your, to your prayer room and say, in the name of Jesus. I speak to you. I speak against the spirit that's influencing you. Because that's what's happening all the time. You know, the devil did that with Job. 
Mm-hmm. Did that job didn't know? Saints, let me tell you, let me share with you. That is why it's very important for you to speak out God's word loud. Read the Bible. When you do your one psalm, one proverb and five psalms, speak it out. Because it's Rema. Don't 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 you read the Bible just mm. You know what I'm saying? That's what the devil wants. He loves quiet Christians. He loves passive Christians. Listen, he'll throw a party for you. <laughs> Passive, he liked them. Christians are quite here to talk. Praise God. Oh, these are my, he called them, these are my peeps. <laughs> but, but when you, when you begin to read God's word, uh-huh, because what it does, first of all, it distracts the thoughts that's going through your mind. You know, sometimes when you start reading, all of a sudden, just all kind of thoughts. As you mutter God's word, very nice and soft, it takes off the distraction. Amen. And it's a way of you humbling yourself. We said that, right? Humbling yourself. And as you do that, it's rema. It's going to change your, it's going to change your situation. Because it's a spoken word. And God's word never written void. Uh, you know, Jeremiah 1.12. God hastened to perform his word. So you never read God's word quiet. It'll change. Do it for six months. Just try it. It'll change your life. Since I'm sharing, I'm sharing with you, you know, you know, elders, let me share this with you. I'm a Christian. I've been in church for 45 years. I grew up as a Christian. All I know is church. <laughs> Isn't that messed up? But uh, anyhow, <laughs> but, but, but hear that, hear that, hear me carefully. I've been in church all these years and I've been, I've been listening, to, I've, I've listened to preaching over preaching after preaching. My life did not change until I am telling you to do what I did. I'm sharing, I wish somebody had said that to me. I wish a preacher had said to me, with all the preaching I just preached, oh, you've got to do your part. You've got to go home and you've got to sow these seeds. Because that's the law until the earth remains. Genesis 8, 22. There'll be seed, time and harvest. What I'm giving you is just gravy, it's water. I wish they had said that to me. I wish they had said, you got a part to play in the fight. My part is to equip you. The equipping is get ready. Pull up your sleeves and get. I wish they said that to me. 25 years ago, I found that out because I was dying. I was about to quit. God, I've been in church so long. I mean, all these. Isn't, isn't there, is, do you have a blessing for me? <laughs> like, like Esau asked. Everybody's going somewhere except me. I've been in church so long. Look at my, look, I had, look, I had five books full of notes. I'm telling you, have it not taken. It wasn't until one preacher took the Bible. I was, I was talking to him. I heard this man spoke and he regurgitated, he regurgitated scripture. I couldn't believe. I thought it was a walking Bible. And I said to him, what's going on? He took the Bible, shoved it in my bosom and said, read it. Intentional reading. It'll change your life. And that's when my life changed. I'm sharing with you. I'm telling you, saints. What I didn't realize was uh, uh, um, uh, 1 Corinthians 3.9 says, we are co-liberals, we are God's husbandry, God's building. A husbandry is a, a, a plot of land you're cultivating. Well, you have to put seeds in there. I hadn't been putting the seeds all these years. You see, so my life never changed. Look, hear me, changing is easy. It's effortless. 
The, the phrase Google the most in 2022 was, can I change? Go, go and look at it. I looked at it up. The phrase Google the most. Fuck, the world is crying. Can I change? They cannot help what's happening to them. They don't have the blessing. They have no power with God. So they have to go with the flow. Change is easy. You just sow the seeds. That's all. Have you seen a desolate land? Desolate land that's plowed and then watered and then seeds are sown. How beautiful it looks. It's very easy. The only thing you have to do is take time to sow the seed. Father, we give you praise. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.